The training camp reports an AJ Brown prop bets edition of the diehard Eagles podcast on the sports gambling podcast network is brought to you by our Patreon score, exclusive perks, content and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar prize. Join today at sports slash Patreon. Welcome, everyone, to the Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Sean Second, the one agreeing with my fellow diehards, Rob and Justin. We got it all today. We got training camp hype. We got Jalen Hurts getting disrespected. We got going behind enemy lines, making fun of the rest of the NFC East. But of course, the biggest news Kelly Greens have arrived. There were fans tailgating. I mean, that video of that woman, that accent was uh, the woman who was tailgating from 3 a.m. on. Oh, my God. It was uh, it was pure Philly. Justin, would you have tail? I know you're living uh, the Hawaiian life. You get up early to surf and eat your uh, whatever, whatever Hawaiian delicacies you eat. Out <laughs> the island. My loco moco. <laughs> yeah. If you were living back in Philly, would you have been tailgating? 7-Eleven uh, spam masubi. Yeah, I'll eat them. Uh, would I have probably not to be completely honest? I hate to say it, but as a 40 year old, um, I don't know if I am. I think, and I didn't actually see the video of that lady you're talking about, but I can only imagine in my head what she looked like and sounded like. I, I think those are the type of people you're gonna see there. The I love it though, I appreciate it. I love her for doing it. Uh, and anybody else who wanted to get the jersey, but I mean, we do have the internet. <laughs> and you can order online. Well, well, but you're not guaranteed it because I I went through hell. I I woke up, I was gonna wake up at 6 a.m. and buy the jerseys. Like, oh, they'll be I'll be fine. And then I woke up, I saw which ones I wanted to get. The the Jalen Hurts large, the $129 version. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna order that. I got distracted. I come back. There's one left. I go, perfect. I'm clicking through, and then I go to check out just empty cart. And I kept uh, going and looping through, and some of them must have got the last one. That is I the was, worst able to get one today. It's the 179 version, which I kind of almost would have had the 129 because of the seams, but I've talked myself into the 179 being better. But Rob, were you were did you try and get a jersey? You know, I was on too and and they kept like selling out. And I'll be honest, I I, sh- I wasn't on as quick as I should have been. Um but I'm still gonna get one. I'm gonna keep an eye out uh and and I will be getting one. Um I, I Kudos to all those people who tailgated. Um, yeah, apparently, they don't like Justin said. They don't know that internet purchasing exists. <laughs> um, but hey, it's fun. They had a good day. Um, the, the line was, was real. The line was crazy, and yeah, that the woman who was first in line got there at three a.m. And the guy, the guy that was doing the man on the streets, like, "Wow, you have a lot of energy. You've been up the entire <laughs> night." She's like, "Yeah, well, you, you go some It's like, "Oh man," uh, but yeah, people are doing jello shots. It it sounded like a fun hang, and uh, I mean, you should have flown in for it. Yeah, I don't know why I wasn't there. Completely missed out. Uh, training camp rolls on. 
I mean, there's a bunch of a uh, bunch of positive stories, a couple negative uh, stories creeping in. Knock on wood, nothing too crazy. What's uh, I mean, for me, one that I had heard that a uh, little concerning. Not gonna not gonna completely panic, but I, I was hearing reports that Jalen Carter hasn't been dominating. Uh, in one-on-ones now, obviously a lot of reasons we have a good offensive line, you know, one-on-ones is kind of different. If you're a defensive tackle, like normally you're used to playing next to someone and kind of crashing into the line, having guys to work off of, but that I'll be honest. I'm a little, I'm a little concerned. I'm excited though, to see Jalen Carter when we do the, um, the, the joint practices. Cause like preseason games are kind of meaningless now for the starters. It seems like joint practices is the only time you get to see some, some real action. And the Eagles have a joint practice coming up next uh, week with the Cleveland Browns who actually have a pretty good offensive line. So I'm excited to see Jalen Carter go head to head against the Browns offensive line. But uh, what about you, Rob? What's been uh, any, any positive, negative jumping out at you at camp? Any thoughts on Jalen Carter? Yeah, a couple of things. I mean, first of all, he's not dominating in one-on-ones. I mean, come on. It's like he's been on the team for like a minute. <laughs> yeah, uh, He's a rookie. Uh, going against Shortly. one of the you know the the best offensive line in the league. Let's give him a little slack. Um, Sean's like ready to call him a bust after like three practices here. <laughs> um, but no, the the one thing that's been concerning to me, and I didn't love you know I didn't love the signing initially, and then I kind of talked myself into it a little. But it does not seem like Marcus Mariota is having a great camp, and I get he's our backup QB, but. You know, maybe you need him to win you a game or two down the stretch, you know, if Hertz gets banged up or something, which hopefully doesn't happen. Um, but I just I keep reading he's thrown a couple ugly interceptions. Um, and it's just it's kind of you know, it's a little concerning um because he wasn't cheap. It's not like, you know, we spent a million bucks on a backup. We spent a little more to get a more premium guy. And, you know, so far it doesn't seem like he's having a great camp. <clears throat> Yeah, no, I mean, Mariota, we paid him and we paid him so much that like, clearly he's going to make the team and be the number two quarterback. But to your point, like, I I don't know, man, all the stuff about Marcus Mariota is pretty negative. I guess he is obviously he does have some speed. So there's some running stuff. I'm sure they would do if he was in there. But again, last year, you know, Hertz got a little banged up. you know, we had to put Minshew in there and he lost both games. Now, I mean, that, that Cowboys game, he played okay, but he played like shit in that Saints game. And two losses can be the difference. I mean, we were still fortunate to get the number one seed, but two losses uh, could be a big difference. So, no, no and, I, and I'm not panicking. I mean, he's he's learning a new system, obviously. So, he, you know, it, it is his first time in this offense. Um, so I'll give him a little credit, but, um, you know, and I do like the idea. Obviously, the thing with Minshew last year, and we've talked about this, is he was a total different type of player from Hertz, right? Like he didn't, he wasn't the read option kind of guy. He's not a runner. Uh, whereas Mariota, I, I think if he had to step in, it would be a little more seamless transition of the offense. So I, I still like the upside of it, but um, you know, it just seems like I've you know the couple nuggets that have come out on him haven't necessarily been glowing so far. So. Just something to, I guess, keep an eye on. Um, the other thing that I'll just throw out there is I, I keep, I, and I don't remember, maybe I'm just not remembering, but I don't remember um, seeing these reports last year. It seems like Sirianni's really kind of coming at guys this yeah. year and, and and trying to hold them accountable. I don't know if he's trying, you know, I assume he's trying to stop the Super Bowl kind of letdown year. Um, you know, I saw something that, 
Uh, he came at Hertz today because they were running like a, um, you know, a, a third and five, no timeouts, 25 seconds. And, um, you know, Hertz was short of the first down or something. Um, and it sounded like Sirianni got on him pretty hard. And, and Sean, I think you were going to touch upon it, but it goes with this. So I'll just throw it out there. I think Hertz actually did push ups as a result. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it's accountability. Um, accountability. I, I, and I like it. You know, I think it shows the team respects her- Sirianni. He feels comfortable getting after him. And, uh, you know, it, it's good. But I, I don't remember hearing those reports last year. And I've now seen a few of them this year. I like it. Put it, put the foot up the ass, Justin. I was uh, texting with uh, an- another guy who's not in our uh, Eagles fan, but not in our Eagles group thread. We were debating which quarterbacks would have been doing pushups had they made uh, that same mistake. Carson Wentz, I would say probably not. Donovan McNabb, Michael no. Vick. What, no. what, Justin, what quarterback do you think that we've had recently would have done those pushups? I, I don't see Wentz doing it, not even when he first got with us. Um, you know, McNabb, there's no way <laughs> he would have been doing any type of push-ups. No I mean, extra he, exercise for McNabb. Just imagine, you know, <laughs> on those short passes, if McNabb had started doing Warm push-ups. Burner every time. Every yeah. time. Oh, yeah. man. He would have been so ripped. Uh, but no, he's definitely not doing them. I don't know. It's a good point. I do love seeing it out of Hurts. It's like... Just when you think you like appreciate the guy enough and you think he's as strong of a leader as he can be, he does continue to surprise you with, you know, either a great quote or just the leadership skills that he has with the players. So it's great to see. Hey, Sean Green here from the Sports Gambling Podcast, as well as the Dire Eagles Podcast, talking to you about our Patreon. Again, uh, pretty awesome. Appreciate all the support for people signing up already. It is the perfect gift for the diehard DGen. Get exclusive perks. Uh, you get access to all our pick sheets, uh, a bonus SGP stories podcast. It's ad free, uncensored, highlighted the best stories from the decades of B and D gens. We got our own private discord channel just for the Patreons and the exclusive contest, weekly contest and our NFL win totals contest with a thousand dollar first place prize. Sign up today over at sportsgamingpodcast.com slash Patreon sportsgamingpodcast.com slash Patreon. And we're back on the diehard Eagles podcast. Have you, have yeah. you switched your uh, lock screen to the uh, Jalen hurts confetti? Uh, <laughs> no, I have not. Um, you know, I want to use Sean based on vengeance, uh, just for vengeance against. Although that was so funny, the Reddit thread where like people were describing it, and one guy goes, uh, oh, "Oh, trust me, that is the uh, Super Bowl confetti thing. I know, I have it as my lock screen." And then <laughs> someone goes, "Well, I understand why Hertz does it, but why do you do it to motivate?" And the guy just wrote back, "Vengeance." I love that. I love that attitude. It's just, like a, another, just another nugget about Hertz while we're on him. I, there was an article or a Reddit post today about how Desai said that Hertz will just come in his office wanting to pick yeah. his brain about the defense. And he even came during scheduled dinner time to watch film with him. So you just love hearing things about that. I mean, he's just doing everything right at the at the moment. Jonathan Gannon would be like, oh, sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm on a call <laughs> with the Cardinals right now. Uh, yeah, I'll get back to you, Jalen. Speaking of speaking of uh, Jonathan Gannon, maybe a Jonathan Gannon esque move we saw in camp. Justin, what was uh, your nugget? Because 
this has got to be concerning, Rob, as a candidate. <laughs> yeah, uh, I wanted to bring up Nolan Smith. I mean, Nakobe Dean apparently went out with a little bit of an ankle injury. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's anything too bad, but they brought in Nolan then with the linebackers. And uh, I-, I like seeing the move. Apparently, he was making some plays. Uh, gives us some versatility, you know, putting him at LB every now and then. Um, even if we're able to drop him back when he's at DE, obviously you want him, you know, rushing the passer, but you still need that versatility. And you get some of that with, you know, um, with great players. I mean, I was looking at comps, you know, if you want to compare him to Micah Parsons, and we're not necessarily doing that right now, but yeah, similar better. size, you know, Smith is 6'2", Mike is 6'3". 245 Nolan's 238 and then they both ran a 439 so I mean if you want somebody to be nearly that good you got to start giving them a little bit of versatility out there and if he's able to do that it'd be great I mean be able to defend the run rush the passer and potentially drop into coverage every now and then um, in order to you know keep the QB kind of thinking as well as other offensive coordinators so I'd love to see it yeah no it's a, it's a fun little wrinkle but come on let's not Let's not get crazy. Nolan Smith is yeah. great rushing the passer. And as a rookie, it's hard enough to get in there and, and make an impact. I, I hope he's not going to, going to play him too much. Uh, dropping back. That's just, uh, I look, think it's obviously if the size do- training camp, you know, you got to see what you got, where you got it. Yeah. Obviously if the size doing it, it's genius. I mean, when Gannon, <laughs> did, when Gannon did it, it was just pure stupidity. So, um, you know, let's just accept that and move on. Well, you guys, we've been talking about camp. No one's talking about my boy Quez Watkins having uh, a breakout <laughs> camp by all accounts. Quez season is upon us. Uh, the Eagle Store has not decided to release the Quez Watkins uh, jersey yet. I guess they don't want to. They didn't want to uh, cause like a stampede. I guess or uh, they didn't want people to get trampled tailgating for the Quez jerseys. Hey, I'll, I'll take it again. He's the fourth option, maybe even the fifth option, because now I, I was skeptical, thinking that they were actually going to use DeAndre Swift as a pass catching running back, but they seem to be doing it. Justin, you think they're going to be using him as much? I mean, he, uh, by all accounts. I saw, yeah. I saw Ruben Frank said he might catch 70 balls, which is just crazy in my head. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it is oh, kind of nuts. I mean, well, you know, that's by all thing. accounts. I mean, you're right. It does seem like each day I, I was waiting for things to start to change towards the end of the week where you wouldn't see a report about it. But it seems like each day they just keep talking about this Swift yeah. catching more and more balls. So, um, hey, I like it. I like the idea of, you know, including him. I I would say I think 70 balls is way too much yeah. because then you're obviously taking away from our wide receivers who are uh, pretty like explosive Quez. in yeah. and of themselves. So, uh, but I do like it. It adds another wrinkle as we pointed out. I mean, yeah, I think, where do you think they end up with this? I, I mean, I think it seems pretty clear that Swift is emerging as the leader in the running back room. Um, it just seems like they like that versatility that he's offering. I, you know, I, I haven't. I, it seems like there hasn't been much about Penny coming out. I don't know if he's looked good or not, but I just I haven't really heard much. Whereas Swift, it seems like you're constantly hearing how versatile he is and shifty and and whatever. And just to go back to Quest, Justin. That didn't take long for Sean to get back on the train here. Um, <laughs> Who said I ever got like, off? <laughs> you know, three three things of practice, and uh, I'm holding firm no until until I do see him do something in a game. I'm still off. Oh. I. Uh, Rob, you, you know, and the, uh, you and your, I have to see him do it in a game. Not me. I, I love quiz. <laughs> yeah. 
I know give, you do. We, we, we all him, saw this coming. We got to give him a standing ovation like Trey Turner. Hey, he struggled, yeah. but you know, we're here. We're here to support you quiz. Um, <laughs> we haven't gotten into it too much, but I, you know, coming into this season, I had kind of assumed, okay, national media, they saw it. They saw what we saw in Jalen hurts. They saw what I saw even uh, last season before the season started. Jalen hurts is a guy. He's a dude. He is a top tier quarterback. And anyone that ranks him outside of that in the national media is crazy, but it's clear from all these lists and, and just, you know, hearing what national people think about him, that they're still holding the fact that this uh, Jalen hurts was drafted in the second round and, and kind of his, you know, what they thought of him coming into, into the league against him because Mike Sando, who does this QB tears article, you know, breaking down uh, where QBs are ranked. Obviously Patrick Mahomes comes in number one, but Hertz comes in at six and they break it up by tiers. And he is a tier two quarterback, which is, I, I just think it's insane when you play like that at the highest level in the biggest game of the season, I can see how you would be skeptical coming into last year. I get it. I saw something and, you know, diehards like myself saw something in Hertz that was special, but I mean, what more do you need to see out of this guy to put him up in the tier one uh, or that you have a guy like Herbert who complete choke job in the playoffs above him, Justin, what's with the disrespect of Jalen hurts? Yeah, it is weird. I think the only knock I ever seem to hear about why, you know, um, hurts wouldn't be in like a top five quarterback is they say, Oh, he has all the tools around him. But at the same time, it's like he's been able to do, you know, max out the potential of the talent around him, too. So why does he get dinged for that? It doesn't make any sense to me. Um, I will say I think this year is going to be an even bigger test, especially because, you know, even though Sirianni, you know, has a lot to do with the offense. I mean, he's working with a new offensive coordinator. Brian Johnson's moving up. So that should hopefully go away. And I don't see him. Um, you know, slipping by any means. I will point out, I listened to Sando and I found it funny that he talked about Mahomes first on Rosillo and he he talked about how much he's overcome and the fact that, you know, then at the end of the season and he compared his ankle injury to Kathy Bates in misery, you know, <laughs> taking a sledgehammer to James Conn's legs. And I was like, how is that anywhere close to the ankle injury that he had to deal with? Which is just disgusting. But it was so annoying. I had to turn the radio off. Sorry, I know we were talking about Hertz, but that was just ludicrous. No, no. I mean, that out. it just shows you how people want to hype up narratives for other guys. Again, I get it. It's annoying about Patrick Mahomes, but he is really good. I'm going to concede that. But where I draw the line is like <laughs> Justin Herbert. I mean, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, well, Austin Eckler. Like he had a very good supporting cast around him. They were up 27 points and he blew that game. Like, come on. What are we I was about? about to say, yeah, the same thing is the fact that Herbert continues to be held to this like high esteem because I feel like he came into the league. Yeah, top he, you know, he everybody got on board his hype train. You know, he overperformed and everybody liked him. And now they're so that they're so scared to hop off now and say he's not good because they joined him so early. Whereas Hertz is the other way around. Nobody thought much of him. They didn't like what he did his first year necessarily in the league. And he's had to really overcome this. And still, even after leading us to a Super Bowl, um, nobody wants to, you know, firmly join uh, in with Hertz and say that he's a great quarterback. 
Yeah, I think it's a couple things. Um, I, I think, and I don't think it's fair, but um, I think one, he doesn't, Hertz doesn't have that prototypical like cannon arm like a like a Herbert has or you know Mahomes or uh you know a Burrow or or something like that. And and I'm not saying it's not strong enough he can make every throw, but he I don't think he's perceived as having that like you know cannon, you know Josh Allen kind of arm strength kind of thing. So I think some people, you know, ding him for that. And I think too I, I don't think his versatility running is just fully appreciated. I think yeah. if you just look at his stat lines, Absolutely, you know, yeah. there's not a lot of games that he's throwing for like 400 yards. I mean, we have a lot of games where he's throwing for like 200 yards or, you know, but he's also running for three TDs or something like that. And and I just, I don't think the national media is appreciating that like, okay, like maybe he didn't throw for a million TDs, but when you combine the ones that he ran for and threw for, they're pretty impressive. So I still just think they're, you know, they're adjusting to this maybe new style quarterback and it's just not fully appreciated yet. Um, so I think that's a big part of the narrative personally. Fucking lame. Yeah. Hertz is the man <laughs> he's about to show. He's about to uh, show him. He's a triple threat on the ground in the air and with his mind. I, I mean, there's like, <laughs> I mean, how has been prepping that all day. <laughs> no, I, I totally forgot about that. Like, I didn't have that quote in my notes. I just remembered it, but um, he just has stuff like that. It's like, dude, can you say the right thing every single time? I mean, it's, it just gets you fired up. Uh, it isn't training camp without a little bit of drama. Of course, Hassan Reddick, there was, he was not practicing due to groin soreness. Maybe he was, and you know, of course the media trying to get him, you know, to make it seem like it's a holdout going, Hey, are you feel like you're underpaid? Are you happy with your contract? But now again, we're taping this uh, Friday, Hassan Reddick, uh, is on the field for 11 on 11 first time this summer. He was working opposite of Josh sweat uh, Eagles rotating in Barnett with the ones. So it, it seems like it's over. I don't know. Rob, do you think the Eagles do anything for him? I mean, he, I think, I, he, I don't know this, this kind of drives me crazy a little bit. I mean, he, he's, you know, only a year into his, what is it? A three-year deal. He's, done yeah, one year two years left on it. I mean, you just signed it. You were a free agent. Like you're one year in, like, you know, you hedged your bet. You took the deal. Like if you had a terrible year, you know, would you be saying to the team, take money away from me? Like, no. Um, but you know, I, I think maybe what they, I don't think they rework the whole contract. I, I think maybe after this year with one year to go, then they do the extension. I don't see the extension now. Cause I think, they don't want to set that precedent. And traditionally, I don't think the Eagles have really done that. No. I, I think maybe what they could do, and I heard someone say this on, on sports radio today. I'm not sure who. Um, I, I don't recall. But maybe they add a few incentives that um, yeah. you know, if he reaches these incentives, he can make a little extra this year. And I'd be fine with that. Um, so, yeah, I, that. but that's the most I see them doing personally. Yeah, they're, they don't. Uh, rip up contracts two years out. They just don't do it. Um, so I'd be pretty surprised to your point. Maybe they can, you know, again, Howie is the ultimate deal maker. So maybe he can toss them some incentives, maybe convert some of the incentives from this year into guaranteed money. Maybe there's something there, 
Uh, I don't, you know, have his contract in front of me with all the details, but Justin, what do you think? I mean, Reddick's going to, it seems like he's back playing, right? It seems like he's back. I mean, I'm sure he drank a little bit of the Kool-Aid with all the hype that was behind him and he had an outstanding year. Do not get me wrong. Yeah. He outdid his contract, you know, but that happens. I mean, he overperformed, I mean, which was great for us. And unfortunately, I guess for him, he's a little upset, but at the same time, I mean, we did put him in the best position to succeed. Granted, we put him in coverage every now and then. <laughs> but, you know, with this team, being on this team, I don't know. I'm trying to think of any other defense where he puts up the type of numbers he did this season. So it's not like, you know, he's going to see that anywhere else that he goes. So uh, I think we kind of put him in the best situation to succeed. He did his best. And the contract is what it is, as you guys pointed out. And maybe we do something with incentives, you know, um, Lori has a production company. Maybe somehow he ends up doing a short commercial for $2 million. Who knows? Uh, but it is what it is. And I agree with you guys. Probably after after this season, we work out some type of extension. And he, he kind of sees a little bit more. Money yeah, I mean, there. the Eagles the Eagles pay dudes who produce, and especially pass rushers. Like, if he has another year where he gets this many sacks and dominates on the edge, like, Howie will figure out a way to get him paid. So he doesn't need to worry about that. I mean, if he wants, we can, we can trade him back to Arizona and he can hang out with his boy, Jonathan Gannon. So I, I don't know. I, I mean, that's the thing too. Like if he really wanted to play it out, uh, Jonathan Gannon, I think Hassan Reddick's trade value skyrocketed. So we actually could get something for him if we wanted to. I, I don't think it comes anywhere near close to that, but again, he, he does have some value. Uh, kick it I around. think he wants to be here too. He's a hometown yeah. guy. He came Maybe. here. Um, you know, I'm sure he gets some endorsement deals around here. I don't. I don't want Justin to get Lori in trouble. Clearly, he's not skirting the <laughs> salary cap here. But oh, uh, not at I'm all. Sure, not uh, I'm sure he's. Uh, you know, I'm sure he gets deals, and he seems like a very likable guy. So uh, he'll be okay. And he doesn't strike me as someone who's going to be a troublemaker. I think a lot of this was really the media trying to poke the bear. Oh yeah. I mean, they, yeah. every time they can drum up some drama, get some extra clicks, you know, they're going to be all over that. Uh, speaking of drama clicks, NFC East, it's always fun to poke around the league and, and find some uh, stuff to uh, make fun of the other teams for uh, Rob. Why don't you kick things off? What have you seen that uh, caught your eye about the uh, rest of the NFC East? Yeah, I saw that, uh, you know, Jerry Jones, who is like the only owner that does like, 50 press conferences a week or whatever it is. No, I don't know. He has some weekly radio thing or something, but he's always chirping. Um, yeah. He, he, he basically put us on notice that, um, you know, that Philadelphia and, you know, giants and Washington that we're going to need to be on our game this year because Dallas is on theirs. They're, uh, they're ready to go. This is the year apparently. Um, so <laughs> I don't know. He's just always stirring the pot and, and it's the same thing every year. Um, I, I just found it funny. It's not really a huge story, but um, you know, just focus on your team and get a playoff win, and, and then start chirping. <laughs> uh, it's it's crazy how long it's been since they had <laughs> even an NFC conference appearance. Uh, you know, all those years with Romo, Dak, uh, they just can't get it done in the playoffs. I mean, they have had regular season success. They of course run out. Uh, run Kellen Moore out of town, even though the even though the Cowboys were putting up points with Moore, he scored too fast. <laughs> I did like seeing uh, in the training camp up in Oxnard, uh, Trayvon Diggs getting into it with Dak and uh, calling Dak a bitch ass, and then every yeah. 
every NFL live, all the NFL shows are like, does this, uh, has, has Dak Prescott lost the locker room? And then Dak tried to save face. It was great. He goes, well, you know, I love trash talking and, uh, and I started it in the locker room and yeah, Trayvon got the best of me, but it, I don't know if that's what happened. I think he's just trying to be like, how can I save face and not look like a bitch ass? And he, he's just like, oh yeah, we love trash talking that. Could you imagine anyone calling Jalen hurts a bitch ass on the Eagles? No, not at all. I mean, could you imagine? I think Dak threw the football at Diggs' back then after that, too. I saw, I can't imagine Hurts doing that as well. No, come I, on. Like, I the, think today Diggs back, I, I think he backtracked a little bit and, and said that he had the utmost respect for for uh, Dak or something like that. I think I saw some kind of headline like that. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. All the sure he had to clean it up. Yes. Uh, you then know. he saw ten grand in his locker from Jerry, <laughs> and then he got he got a nice piece of uh, piece of uh, luggage from uh, Dak. That was cool. He got that for Zeke. That was nice, nice parting gift for Zeke. Hey, here's a twenty thousand dollar roll away bag. Roll your ass, <laughs> roll your ass on out of here, Zeke. <laughs> Justin, what do you got? Oh man, it's gonna be. I hate it, but uh, it's gonna be a trifecta of Dallas information. Oh, come on, Dallas uh, sucks. It's great. I love. I love the fact that Zach Martin is holding out. I mean, we were just talking about, you know, Reddick and potentially not liking his contract, but at least he's not holding out. He's there. Zach Martin now, his fines have added up to over $500,000 now during his holdout. You know, when he was signed, he was the highest paid uh, guard at the time, but uh, now he's he, the guy. I mean, he deserves to get paid more and uh, <laughs> he should hold out. He should, he's a huge you know, advocate for him. Yeah, I mean, he signed a six-year contract. He fulfilled four of those years. Uh, the guy deserves to get paid, so Jerry should cough it up. I think he needs to make him the highest-paid guard again. He's amazing, <laughs> um, you know, and guy's worth every penny, so make it happen, Jerry. Well, that that is one reason, again, obviously besides just Dallas sucking, but um, that is one reason to be down on them. Like, I don't think their line is as dominant a- as it used to be in previous years, and We'll see. I'm sure he'll end up coming into camp. I don't, it, I think it's like the running back thing. Like, I think he doesn't have any sort of leverage. Uh, it's probably just like an old guy move of like, oh, you know, if I pretend like I'm holding out, I don't have to go through camp. But, um, you know, we'll see. Obviously, Zach Martin not playing or missing time. Good for uh, Eagles and, and good for that defensive line. Real quick, uh, talking about underdog fantasy. Oh, man, love underdog fantasy. Love the best ball drafts. Love stacking Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown. It is just, again, they were dominant last year, running back a really good offensive line. Imagine winning that best ball tournament, best ball mania four, where you get $3 million from underdog fantasy. Uh, plus, they got a bunch of uh, season-long NFL pick them. So many ways to win over at Underdog Fantasy. The best ball drafts are really the best way to bet. It's just great. I mean, why would you not Why, why do you deal with a managed league and you, everyone's getting upset at each other and you have to set your lineup? Best ball is great. You just draft the team. You set it. You forget it. Head over to UnderdogFantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's UnderdogFantasy.com, promo code SGPN. We're back on the Diary Eagles podcast. All right. Uh, as we get closer to the season, I think it's pretty uh, it's fun exercise. Start breaking down some of these prop bets that are available for the Philadelphia Eagles in the futures market. We got AJ Brown. Why don't 
why don't we? I'll, I'll walk through all the AJ Brown bets. Tell me your tell me your two favorite here, or you know which one of these you like the best. His over under for receiving yards is a thousand fifty and a half. His over under receiving touchdowns is seven and a half. Um, his over under for catches in the season is seventy five and a half. Uh, him to have the most receiving touchdowns plus fifteen hundred fifteen to one. Him to have the most receiving yards. 25 to one him to be offensive player of the year, uh, 45 to one him to have the most receptions 50 to one. Uh, Justin, what do you like the best out of these AJ Brown bets? Uh, I think, you know, my, my lock is the over under 1050 yard, 1050 receiving yards. And I almost feel like that must be a typo because you know, three out of four years in the league, he's had over uh, 1,050 yards. Yeah. And last season, he had almost 1,500 yards. So uh, I don't see it dwindling. I mean, we were talking about, you know, adding Swift into the mix. He's going to get maybe a couple of those receptions this season, but I would think not enough to affect him that much in the yardage game. Plus, you they must, Justin, that, they must be assuming that uh, Quez will be starting on the outside. Oh, uh, yeah. By, like, sorry. Week four. Well, Sean definitely took the under on yeah. that. You're right. Yeah. Under and um, But you would assume the chemistry is going to get even better between him and Hertz. I mean, I know it's amazing already, but, uh, I, man, I think that's a lock over uh, 1,050 yards for sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Again, the only year he didn't do it, and even with the – yeah, the only year he didn't do it was uh, 2021 where he missed, you know, four games there. Yeah. Uh, with the Titans. And even that he was, Oh, you know, he still could put up eight sixty nine. I mean, last year, 1496 receiving yards, 11 touchdowns, 88 catches. I think there's a world where they're throwing the ball more. Uh, you know, you look at some of those teams we're playing the bills, the, the chiefs, like, you know, they might have to do a little bit more. There's, there's a bunch of crazy stats out there where like last year, Jalen hurts only averaged 2.3 completions in the fourth quarter. And it wasn't that he was, inaccurate. It was just like, they didn't have to throw the ball a bunch in the fourth quarter. So if these games, they have to be more aggressive offensively in the second half. I, I think that's good for all the sort of passing offense, AJ Devonta, you know, kind of the two studs there. I'm with you. I like the receiving yards. That one to me just jumps right off the page. I, I also like uh most receiving touchdowns for AJ Brown, 15 to one. You know, he had 11 last year. I, I wouldn't, you know, if he gets 13, 14, um, you know, I, I think he could be in the mix for that. That certainly is the, is, is like the longer shot one that I think is pretty interesting. I do think offensive player of the year, there's a version where he just balls out. Um, you know, again, it's 45 to one. I mean, last year, Devonte Adams led the league with 14 receiving touchdowns. I mean, is it crazy that AJ Brown gets there? I, I kind of like that at 15 to one. Uh, that feels like a good number. Uh, Rob, what do you like? Uh, some of these AJ Brown bets. I, I mean, I'm with you guys. The absolute lock is the, the 1050 and a half receiving yards. I just, you know, unless there's some injury, which obviously hopefully doesn't happen, I, I don't see how he's not reaching that this year. So um, that that's clearly a lock. I mean, offensive player of the year, I just think unlikely uh, that it's going to be a receiver. Um, I also don't think he'll have the most receptions. I just think we have too many playmakers to spread the ball around. So I think that's Good a problem tough to one. have. Although, 
although I like the odds. Um, I don't think he'll have the most receiving yards either or the most touchdowns. I do think he'll have over 75 receptions. Um, You know, he's just hurts. Going to have over seven and a half receiving TDs. So I think the, you know, the over unders are the, are the, are the bets for uh, AJ Brown. I think the other ones to lead the league are, are much less likely just because I think we have, weapons and i think our offense is built on trying to be diverse and getting the other guys involved as well yeah i mean the the receiving touchdowns the fact that Devonte adams got it last year with 14 i do think that's within his range um you know even if they just run hurts a couple less times near the goal line i mean i don't know if you saw that training camp highlight but uh from today where like bradbury was right on yeah uh aj brown and aj brown still just like grabbed the ball and and ripped it away from him it was just it was just awesome but uh hey the wait is almost over uh we will be back next week talking first preseason game uh, against the, uh, uh, geez, I didn't even look it up. I'm pretty sure it's the Browns. <laughs> I should know this <laughs> off the top of my head. Yes, it is the Browns. Uh, oh wait, no. Yeah. Wait, no, sorry. First preseason game is Saturday, August 12th. I was confused with the joint practices, uh, joint practices. I think are in two weeks. Uh, yeah, we're playing the Ravens, which the Ravens are just a machine at winning, um, preseason games. I don't think they've lost like a preseason game in like five years. So might not win the game, but, uh, we'll have some good looks and uh, good nuggets and, uh, breaking down preseason football season, right around the corner, toss us a nice rating and review hit subscribe help. The uh, Die Hard Eagles podcast grow, and uh, obviously Dallas sucks. Give us a follow on Twitter at Die Hard Eagles fifty two for the Die Hard Eagles podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm Sean Second Money Green for Rob for Justin. Go Birds! Go Birds! Go birds.